You're listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick McGuire as he has empowered conversations with great people, doing great things and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hey, Empowered community and friends, this is Patrick McGuire with Empowered Podcast. We're going to have a really cool conversation with a friend of mine. We actually got connected through business, through another business friend of a business friend, which is really weird. And I got the opportunity to go down and meet with Allison and her team quite a few years ago, to be honest, about five years ago. And I loved it so much. I actually joined on as an advisor and involved, and I love to see what they're doing. And we're going to talk about some of the stuff they're doing. And actually, I even try it and use it. I'm a sampler. I'm a user. That sounds really bad. Anyways, we are going to have a great conversation with Allison Clark. Before I get started, let me tell you a little bit about Allison. She is an experienced co-owner with a demonstration of successful history working with health and wellness and the fitness industry. Don't get me wrong. It's all tied in together, especially now. It's really important with everything that's been going on in Canada and globally and lockdowns and mental wellness and physical fitness and health. It's all tied together. She's also very skilled in animal models as well as microscopy. I can't even say the word, my goodness. And then going into (laughs) cellular biology and full-blown science in every facet. She is one of those people that is a crazy studier and she loves to get into it and really know what's going on and how it works. We're going to make it simpler so I can really understand it. We will slow this conversation down. But she's got a strong entrepreneurship professional masters of science in cellular and molecular medicine from the university of ottawa and the other thing i'd like to point out and make it very obvious is she was a senior research technician at the university of ottawa so that's a really big kudos to her that's fantastic and the co-founder of statera inc we're going to talk about that a little bit as well as the president of mind game so we're gonna have a great conversation with allison Thanks so much for joining me today on Empowered Podcast. Patrick, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good. I think we'll have a little fun and just sort of talk about different things. But what's got me kind of curious is what do you think these days? I mean, we've just gone through roughly two years of craziness and being in the mind gain space and, and science and technology and health. What do you kind of see in the trends these days? Sorry, you cut out a tiny bit there. Can you repeat your question? Sorry about that. I was just saying that we've gone through two years of craziness, two years of lockdowns and Mm -hmm. stress and frustrations. And I'm curious what you might be seeing in terms of the health and wellness trends that are going on, especially your love for mental health and even the mind gain Mm -hmm. respect. Honestly, I think everybody's burnt out. I think we're seeing a lot of that. There's a lot of stress, a lot of exhaustion. People don't really seem to know, I guess, know where to turn or what to do. It is nice to see that things are kind of starting to reopen and open up a little bit more. The weather, at least up in Ottawa, is kind of questionable. It looks like it was going to start to turn, but I think yesterday was minus 20. So we're still fighting through winter up here, but hopefully the weather will turn because obviously once that turns, people tend to start feeling a little bit better. Yeah. So yeah, in general, I would say stress within, I know the health and wellness market, a lot of products to help people manage stress and sleep. Sleep is always a huge one. Mm -hmm. That seems to be where a lot of the trends are are going right now. So very good. And I know that wasn't in my pre-notes questions to you. I'm just curious because you are professional (laughs) in in the industry. So um, yeah, going through it, I think there's a lot of crazy things happening and there's a lot more people paying more attention to their health and wellness. I think it's coming Mm -hmm. around. It seemed like we all might have gone through a massive dip, but I'm hearing and seeing more people and I don't really do social media or anything these days other than Mm -hmm. pushing and promoting. I don't consume it for my own mental health. 
I do have this tendency to be a bit of an addict of whatever it is, whether it's fitness or whether it's depression through, through watching everybody else's glorified Instagram life. So I don't do that, but I, I am seeing a little bit more of people actually being active and committing more to their families. And I think that's helping all of our mental health. And like you said, Hey, it's almost spring in Canada. I mean, I'm in almost. Toronto and we had snow yesterday. Not cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've had snow yesterday. I think we're supposed to get freezing rain tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like spring, I don't know what it is. This year's spring has faked me out like three times. Oh yeah. I was Normally out riding I'm pretty, I'm pretty a strong on St. Patrick's day yeah. and the yeah. next day I was frozen. Yeah. Yeah. But crazy. Canada. What are you going to do? But you got supplements you can take to uh, keep the brain going, right? Yes. At least I do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess being in the business that, that we're in our products, we do we like to think that they help with stress. They are supposed to promote relaxation, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So there are actually a lot of things that people can do to kind of help themselves feel a little bit better, whether it's supplements or like you said, just being more intentional, mm -hmm. right? Like making sure that you're present. And it's just little tiny things like that. Taking time to appreciate those like brief glimpses of potentially spring. Those can all kind of go like a long way to help your mental well-being, yeah. right? Certainly looking for some natural vitamin D. I'm looking up as I'm sitting in the studio, hoping for some sunlight. <laughs> I know, hopefully soon. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go back a little bit to help people understand where you came from, mm -hmm. how your brain is wired. No pun intended on the mind game, but now that I said it, it sounds like I should have. But going back, being a, a research mm -hmm. assistant and a technical person in science, mm -hmm. how did you go that path? Like, I mean, that's not exactly something you wake up when you're two years old and says, I'm going to be a clinical <laughs> researcher. Where, how'd you get into it? Yeah. So honestly, through my family, through my father. So my dad has been a serial entrepreneur. He's been in many business ventures over his life and then therefore over my life. So I've always grown up, I guess, in that environment where my dad didn't have a job. He didn't have like a nine to five, right? He had businesses yeah. that he ran. My mom helped out when she could and that type of that, I guess that's environment. So I think it's always on some level been in me. My passion has always leaned a lot more towards science and biology in particular and animals and I don't know how bodies work and how cells work, all that kind of stuff. So that's where my schooling took me. So I did an undergrad degree in biology and then I came to Ottawa and did my master's in cellular molecular medicine. I was extremely fortunate because when I finished my master's in cellular molecular medicine, I was actually hired on at a research lab in Ottawa. So things wow. were going really well. I'd gotten my job right out of school. I was making decent money. I kind of had that career path that I wanted to go on with set. And then my dad pulled up at the lab one day to take me out for lunch. I get in the car and he says, Ali, we're opening a compounding pharmacy. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, dad, I doubt that because I am not a pharmacist. Oh my goodness. What are you talking about? And so one thing led to another, um, and it turns out that he was actually talking about natural health products and natural health product compounding, as well as natural health product manufacturing. So through a contact of him, we had this opportunity to start this company. Okay. And so that's how I got, I guess, wrapped up in the whole entrepreneurship side of things. So from researcher to co-founder is to Tara, that's kind of a big jump. Yeah, it was, uh, it's very different. I was actually really surprised how well graduate school and working in that environment actually prepared me for entrepreneurship. Because I think when it comes right down to it, a lot of the skills that you need are really just working with people. And when you yes. work in a lab, you work with a whole lot of very interesting people, a lot of different personality types. And then you're working with people who are extremely stressed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially as a research technician, part of my job is working with 
PhD candidates and postdoctoral fellows. And these are people that they need to get publications and their publications need to be in high impact right. journals or their career will not continue. Right. And so when I'm the person that's helping them set up their experiments or track their experiments for them, right? Like there's, it can be a very stressful environment. And so I think oftentimes, I think we all know that stress doesn't bring out the best in people, but that did in a lot of ways really prepare me for entrepreneurship because when it comes wow. right down to it, it's just working with people and understanding, I think trying to understand a lot of the underneath. So where someone's coming from, right? Yep. So I found that was beneficial. That's pretty cool. I mean, you were kind of, you, oddly, you grew up into it in entrepreneurship. It was going to be mm -hmm. in you whether you liked it or not. You just didn't know it. And then you were thrown into it. It wasn't <laughs> polite. It wasn't gentle. It's like, hey, you're an entrepreneur and you're going to run the yeah. show. Yeah, I often I often joke that the my my fatal error was not saying no clearly enough. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we could do this business thing. And I didn't give a firm no and stick to it. And I know you obviously know my father. And for anybody yes. out there that's listening, I feel like the zeal of an entrepreneur and the excitement, it's very easy sometimes to get swept up. It is. Um, and I would say that, folks, yeah. if you are listening to this and you do or don't know Kevin, I will say that he's got as many <laughs> issues as I do. We are diseased entrepreneurs. We love entrepreneurs. We help entrepreneurs. We help ourselves yeah. in entrepreneurship. And then we throw other people like Allison into it, whether she likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's, it's like start yeah. a compounding company. It'll be a pharmacy. It'll be fun, they say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. It was on a social media post somewhere that it'll be fun, they say. Right. Please. But you are so, having fun. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I find one of the things that I, I guess I miss the most about my previous career is my comfort zone. Okay. Right. Because when I was working in the lab and I was a technician, I was not to brag, I was very good at my job. I was extremely competent. And when I did something, I knew I was doing it correctly. I knew it was the right choice. I knew what the next steps were. Where now, like most of the time, most of my decisions, like it's a best guess at best. And so you just kind of hope, like, hope this is the right thing to do. And you just kind of go from there. So I do really miss that, like that feeling of competence. Okay. Right? Because I think as a business owner, things are, are always changing. It's always new. And so obviously my company, we do often tend to lean back more towards the research side because that's mm -hmm. what I'm comfortable with. And it's like, okay, we know what the next step is as opposed to let's try and sell something. Yeah. And so. competence leads to confidence for most people. Yeah. If you don't know yeah. your craft and you don't know what the heck you're doing, you don't know what direction you're going to go, your confidence gets shaken a little bit. So I can understand flipping back to get deep into the research and make sure this product or this product, this ingredient deck or the mix and the match and the products themselves mm -hmm. are so rock solid that we can be so confident in the product that we need to then help people just know what it is and consume it, um, literally consume the knowledge and consume the product in this yes. case being supplements. So I can totally see yeah. that. And I, I, but I also, I'm going to say something else and is that I have no doubt that you're going to crush whatever you do because you get so detailed okay. into it, whether it's a minute ingredient, whether it's a gram of this or microgram of that, or whether it's yeah. analyzing the business with almost an analytical engineering scientific approach to it. Again, I just, I have confidence in what you're doing. I have confidence in you growing the business, obviously with your team, Kevin being dad, I don't like to call him dad. It's Kevin being one of the team that's there <laughs> for you and He's yes. more the crazy entrepreneur with a bit of marketing and sales spin, like myself. We get along well. Yeah. We got issues. So I really, again, kudos to you and the team, of course. And I'm really confident you guys are going to take it wherever it needs to go and be successful. But how does that work, growing a team? You being an analytical, scientific thinker to, oh, yeah, I'm going to lead a team. One, how do you find the people? And two, how do you relate yeah. to them? 
That's a tough one. I think I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about my management style. Okay. I've learned a lot about what works for me and what doesn't. Yeah. So growing a team, I mean, I think overall it's been pretty good. I mean, it's nice to always have new people around mm. that type of thing. I really like to be careful when we hire. Yeah. Because my management style is like when I hire someone, I expect them to do a job. Okay. I don't expect that I need to follow them, like follow up all the time and hold their hand. And I expect it's a bit of a a bit of a drawback or I guess a bit of a hurdle is the fact that myself and my head of research, we were just chatting about it the other day. We've worked together for 12 years now because we actually did grad school together. Wow. Yeah. And so our brains work very much the same way. And we don't, we, we speak in truncated sentences and it's oftentimes what we're saying doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah, okay, got it. Let's go. And so then if you throw another, for example, like a research assistant into that mix, that can be absolute chaos for them right. because we're not even speaking in full sentences. And so that's the fact that we have to stop and slow down and say like, okay, this is what we mean. This is what we need to do. And so I find that we do, or I need to be very careful when I hire, because I need to make sure that the person that I hire is someone that is able to, I guess, govern themselves a fair bit. So if, if we're able to give them a job, they can go do it. Someone that's able mm -hmm. to sort of take that initiative. I'm also horrible with conflict. I mean, I just, I, conflict and confrontation. And so I'm just, when I hire someone, I'm like, please just be good at your job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, we got to pray so. for the right person to come into our lives at the right time and that we don't have to micromanage. Yeah. I get it. it sucks. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear you say uh. a couple things in that conversation. That piece there was, you said, Hey, look, I need to hire the right person that totally gets it, that I can leave them alone and they just do their job. I really mm -hmm. respect that. But in that part, I also respect that you say you, you have to hire slow and smart, if you will, not so necessarily yeah. slow, but smart because a lot of other people will hire fast and fire faster, but you'd rather yeah. find the perfect fit, even if it takes you longer. So you don't have to go through iterations of staffers, if you will. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, we, we're a small business. It, it costs time and money and yeah. effort to train someone, right? I don't want to put in that time and money and effort and then find out that they're not a good fit. Also for us being a small group, like I really want to make sure that we're hiring people that also have the same values as us, right? right? Like um, one of the things that I'm really big on, obviously being a woman, uh, is time or maybe I shouldn't say that. that's kind of a horrible thing. I mean, men can feel the same way, right? Well, all these prejudices you got to check yourself for on the regular, yeah. but I have a family. And so I really, I really want to make sure that we're hiring people that also value families and time with your family, Makes total which is sense. an easy thing to, yeah. And it's, I think it's an easy thing to say, and it's an ideal that a lot of people like to think that they have, but it can be I don't know, really difficult if I'm in the middle of something and then all of a sudden one of my kids needs something and I have to go pick them up from school or they need to, they need me in that moment, right? I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. And so I need to make sure that people that work around me share those ideals so they're not thinking like, oh, well, she should be here at the business right now. The business needs her, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It can be kind of difficult. And then I think I have slightly workaholic tendencies. And so I need to make sure that I'm not surrounded by other workaholics or I'll just never leave work. Yeah. So. And that's actually a good point is because a lot of people don't understand that although you may duck out for this or that, or you may be even yeah. just going to proper meetings for the business, some people mm -hmm. don't see that. They're like, oh, she left the building again, or he left the building again. And it's like, yeah, but when you're at home sleeping after your paycheck that I gave you, your nine to five or 10 or 12 hours, whatever the plan is. I'm hustling and I'm still hustling and I put my kids to bed yeah. and I feed them and I do all that. I'm my wife and I sort of split duties half the week. It's like, I got to yeah. cover everything and then she's got to cover half everything kind of thing. And we share those duties. But again, at night 
we may be watching a movie as a family or something. And I probably, I try not to, I'm trying to put more conscious effort to the family, but if there's something under mm -hmm. pressure or something in my brain, I've got to just say, Hey kids, I'm going to pull up my laptop for a few minutes, punch out a few notes, get it out of my head. But most employees yeah. don't see that you're doing that at one in the yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. 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 There is a certain amount of like burden. I don't know. You carry it all. Yes. Right. You carry it all. It's your um, other baby. For the side. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and I've heard it described that way before, but I think I'm finally just starting to understand that. I don't know. Yes. So, and I mean, it's a few years now, but you're still a young mom and and young younger kids running around, so you know that yeah. this is like a baby, and it requires the other full time effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nuts. I think my youngest, she's actually turning one tomorrow, so I have a one year old, a three year old, that. and a five year old. Yeah, it's crazy. One tomorrow. I got to put that in the notes because obviously we do talk more than just this, folks. But it's crazy how that time just flew by. I can't believe that you're telling me she's turning one tomorrow. Like it didn't seem like it was that yeah. long ago, but I think this year just blipped. Yeah, I feel like the last two years have blipped. <laughs> like the whole, the, honestly, the whole pandemic thing. I'm, oh, how did, when was I pregnant? Like I, yeah. I literally had people, I've had friends that are, I had a new baby. I think I post on Instagram that I had a baby. They're like, I didn't even know you were pregnant. Yeah. They missed well, yeah, the whole nine months. You haven't seen me in a year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's making me think of um, the Avengers Endgame, right? There was a blip year. What happened? Yeah. Oh, that was a blip. When were yeah. you born? During the blip. And yeah. Well, you're 15 and going through university. Well, yeah, but I was a blip. Yeah. 21 in grade nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can drink. So <laughs> I, I get it. The blip is kind of weird. Okay. So. Yeah. So thinking of that, the other thing you said, and I really like this, and I'm going to ask you a qu challenging question, which we haven't talked about much. You don't like conflict. I actually don't like conflict mm -hmm. either. I like to just drop the answer and say, okay, let's all solve this right now. And if we can't solve it, yeah. then we're going to have to nominate somebody to pull the trigger. Being yeah. the CEO, being the president, being the boss, you've got to deal with conflict at times. Most people don't call that out. They don't admit it. I'm glad you did. Yeah. So here's the question. Can you tell me? One of the biggest conflicts that you ever had. This. One of the biggest And I'm not talking about wrestling with the babies. With. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there it's like lots of conflicts and confrontations with my children on a daily basis. Absolutely. Business wise. I mean, I think in general, we've, we've done pretty, we've done pretty well. I think in general, the thing for me is like, anytime you have to let someone go, that's never nice. I never like doing that. I'm also sort of like a nervous talker. And I feel like when you let someone go, you just got to bask in the awkward silence. And I'm not good at that, right? I want to, like, I feel like I would just ramble and then rehire them. Yes. And so, yeah, I'd say letting people go is probably one of the things that I would struggle with the most. Okay. There's obviously conflict between like, because my dad is my business partner, right? And so father, daughter, you're obviously going to have conflicts there. That's a bit different though. I feel like since we're family, there's, I don't know. It's going to shake out fine at yeah. the end. I'm right? going to love, hate so. you no matter what the topic is. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. You made me think of something that I remembered. I, I really forgot about it till now. And it was actually one of my first supplement industry jobs. I, I took okay. over maternity leave for a girl who became a great friend of mine. And it was mm -hmm. just nine months. It was supposed to be nine months. I ended up staying with the company because I, I guess I did a pretty good job. They hired a new guy to come into this really super holistic company and people might remember the name Greens Plus. It's still out there, but okay. under a couple different yeah, yeah. brands now it's been bought and sold over. But yeah. I loved working with Brad King, Fat Wars. He was part of the Greens family back then or N Inc, which okay. it became and then now Genuine Health and so forth. Loved and still love. And whenever I get a chance to see Sam Gracie, whenever I'm traveling and it's been a few years and his wife's passing pre-COVID and stuff like 
that stuff struck me. But I'm thinking of this guy that got hired from Gillette to come into the natural space. And he just expected okay. us to walk into major stores and say, well, there's this many on the shelf and this many missing. So I'm just writing an order to fill it. And the health world doesn't okay. work like that. It's like we have to have yeah. relationships with with the retailers and with the account managers. Yeah. And we have to talk about displays and we have to talk about how we educate people. It wasn't this hammer like yeah. there's only 10 razors on the shelf. They're supposed to be 24. Fill the order and walk away. That's the old yeah. McKesson type fulfillment mentality. I remember he, yeah. he called me up and he said that the mat leave went by and, and she came on and they created new territories and I got to keep the territory, which was great. I loved it. One of my favorite jobs. Nice. <laughs> um, and oddly enough is that I got together with this guy and he asked to meet at Tim Hortons before a day of traveling to our locations and mm -hmm. he was letting me go. And yet still wanted me to go okay. on travel to our locations that I had scheduled. And, and I said, well, explain why. How come? Yeah. And I knew he was totally uncomfortable with this conflict. And I just had him try and explain it. And I just said, screw it. I'm going to make him drag this one out. We sat at Tim Hortons, Mississauga area. That's how I'll leave it. Yeah. And the poor guy, I think he fired me within about five minutes of having a coffee. My coffee was still too hot to drink. Okay. We stayed for about an hour. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, my gosh. Because I was just not putting up with it. I was pretty young then. I was just kind of yeah. brazen. I'm like, I don't deserve to be fired. What it turns out was, Truthfully, folks, so if you understand this, being the entrepreneurial spirit in me, I would go out and hammer out 18-hour days. I would never sleep over in a city. I would drive to Aurelia or Ottawa and back and stuff like that. And yeah. I'd book 10, 12 meetings because I thought that was efficient and smart use of money because it's okay. not my money. Yeah. So, so the conflict was there, but you just made me think of that. And I was just thinking it's funny that's in the health category. Thinking the opposite, oh, though. I want to go the opposite. What is one of the most... Yeah exciting moments that you've had in your entrepreneurial life, either Statera or MindGain. And we'll talk about MindGain in a minute. Okay. I think one of the most exciting was when our first research project, we got official confirmation of all of our funding. Okay. Because the project, like everything was kind of going like this. And we actually ended up leveraging funding from three sources. We were very fortunate. We got federal funding, provincial funding. And then with our provincial funding, we were actually able to get some NSERC funding as well. <laughs> Smart. So that was really great. But we were in this situation and I remember sitting there with my head of research because it's like, okay, well, we have to book this if we're going to do it by this date, but we don't have confirmation of the funding. And so we, we were like booking things and preparing things and, and ordering things and getting everything ready to go because we kind of, all the pieces were falling into place. But if we didn't get one of the pieces of funding, everything was mm. going to fall apart. And so I remember so clearly just that when we finally got like that piece of funding, because like, it was like when the one funder came in, everything else was triggered, right? Okay. And I remember just like this sense of like relief, like, oh my gosh. I was so, I was so young and so early in entrepreneurship. I was like, this is it. Like, we've made it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Now, now, if only, I know I'm like now looking back, I'm like, oh God, Allison, like you, you have so far to still go. Yeah, but right? you unleashed the but beast just, at that point. It was time to go. I know, right? But it was just like one of those like early moments. I was like, we did it. And it was just... This wonderful feeling. So that's probably the most exciting like entrepreneurial moment that I've wow. had, which interestingly isn't necessarily entrepreneurial. It ties back to research, right? I, I guess that's true. So, and, and I'm just going to call something out for every entrepreneur and executive that's listening. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. You plan for the best, you prepare for the worst. And that's kind of what yes. you did. You did all the, in, yeah. in your terms, I did all the research and I lined everything up. And I planned yeah. to have it succeed, but if it failed, everything would fall apart, but we kind of knew what we were going to do anyway. So I love that you're pretty yeah. honest about that. Yeah. Yeah. So 
yeah, that's one of our, I'd say that's probably my, still my most exciting moment. We've had lots of other really great ones since then, but I think it was also because I was so young and everything was so new, right? Just kind of that. Wait, you're saying I'm still, I was still young. You still are young. Let's get serious. Come on. (laughs) Well, I know, but like not as young as I used to be. Yes. No, I I totally get it. I feel like business has matured me. I don't know. I'm sure I'll look back in another 10 years and be like, gosh, I was so young. Why did I think those things? Yes. I still like to pretend uh, I'm young, but I know that my birthday comes up in about a month. So it'll be interesting, but. It's good though. You're gaining wisdom, right? As you age, you gain wisdom. You see things more clearly. You make connections you used to not be able to make. Like Correct. Even now I look back at my late twenties, like, oh, what was I? Oh, total waste so. for a lot of my stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, What's interesting, though, is myself, I've kind of unofficially, indirectly influenced my children and two out of three and probably the third one, actually, he does have a small skate sharpening business, but they've become entrepreneurs of their own as well. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, they're on a much better path than I ever was back then. And, and it's amazing <laughs> to see it because they have their own businesses and they're going to One's going to college next year. So that's kind of crazy. Wow. But I think the kids are smarter now than I was for sure. They know their path better, yeah. especially girls. And, and I might even say that the next generation, they might be a little more focused even than you were, although you were hyper-focused, you knew what you wanted to do. And then dad stole you away from that and gave you something that was similarly related. So, okay. So we talked about- I don't some- know. I wouldn't peg myself as someone who always knew what they wanted to do. I was always kind of- Getting through life, I guess. I don't know. So a little secret is I still don't know what I want to do. So I help other entrepreneurs. <laughs> I know, right? It's terrifying. Like, what am I going to do when I'm grown up? Look in the mirror. Like, yeah. why is that grown up woman looking back at me right now? <laughs> Absolutely. I was uh, chatting with, with somebody very exciting and interesting the other day. And she actually joins in with uh, a youth program. And she, okay. she's, a, she's a very healthy grandmother. I mean, not a young grandmother. Okay. She's a grandmother. And yet she goes into this youth program and she participates and she just loves the energy and she gets great ideas and she gets great time. And, and she's, I just said to her, I said, you are the most experienced youth member in that program. And that's what you yeah. just said. It's that experience, that wisdom that comes. So I like yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like as a society, we're so against aging, right? Like aging is this like horrific thing that happens to you. Honestly, like that's all we're focused on is like, your skin falls apart and you get wrinkles and then you have age-related cognitive decline and your joints break down. And it's like, yes. all those things do happen, which are not great. But there is, I don't know, there is a, a beauty to growing old as well because you do gain wisdom. You gain life experience. You start to understand, I don't know, like look back at interactions you had when you were younger and actually look at them in a different light because you can understand where everybody was coming from at the time, right? Yeah. And I, you said gain. So. I gain smile lines. I'm going to call them smile lines, but I know they're wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a good thing as long as we enjoy it and you embrace it. But you talked about cognitive decline. So there definitely is something with yes. that. Uh, I know that's close, yes. near and dear to your heart. So let's just pivot a mm-hmm. little bit like we do in business as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Pivoting more towards <laughs> mind gain. Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about mind gain and maybe where that came from or why the idea for mind gain? Yeah. So mind gain, to use it, I guess, industry word is a nootropic. And so what this is a cognitive enhancing product. Mm -hmm. So it's based on some of the research, actually that first research project that we got funding for that I was so excited about. The results of that led to the formulation for mind gain. And essentially what, what we provide is the nutrients that your brain needs when it's stressed. And so when I say stress, I mean stress, I guess, very much in the scientific term. So it's it can be when you're on a podcast and need to talk and you're feeling stressed, right? 
I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Or it can just be age is a stress on your body, right? Physical performance, even if it's something positive like exercise can be a stress on your body. Sickness can be a stress on your body. And so mind gain is essentially the nutrients that your brain needs to make specific neurotransmitters while you're stressed. Very cool. And so we provide like the nutrient precursors and then what are called cofactors. So I guess the little tools your body needs to convert those nutrients into neurotransmitters. I like that. That's kind of, uh, I'm picturing little tiny hammers and screws going through my body all of a sudden. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, it's not totally incorrect, right? It's when you eat something, your body breaks down what you eat into all the different nutrients, which you can look at as like little pieces. You can look at them like little pieces of Lego, right? Yes. And then your body takes them in and then inside your cells, you use those little Lego pieces to build the tools your cell needs to be happy and healthy. Very cool. That makes total sense. I mean, that's a good, simple way to put it. And let me give you a quick pointer here, folks. I personally have used MindGain, obviously being on the advisory role here, and they don't bother me too much, (laughs) actually. They're not a high maintenance company. They got their stuff together. But I've used MindGain and Allison knows this, and this is not a plug for MindGain, but I'm just telling you how the average person can use it. I ride a lot. I also take care of my nutrition a lot. I have stop days or intermittent Mm -hmm. fasting days. I've used mind gain before going for a long ride on a stop day. And -hmm. it's just enough to take the edge off or give me the edge. And it's that mental cognitive response that allows me to overcome any pains or deficiencies that might go Mm -hmm. through my body. I've done mountain bike races fully fed and on zero cows and used mind gain a couple times. I don't use it a lot. I use it when I feel like I might need an edge. And quite honestly, during COVID, I've, or the blip years, I've used mind gain a few times when I felt just down and frustrated and stressed. So whether it's a physical stress, a a food stress or deprivation of food, if you will, deficit of calories, or whether it's Mm -hmm. a mental stress, I can tell you that I've actually really enjoyed it and I found that it helps and it gives me an edge when I need it. But I could imagine, maybe better than I do, what the long-term benefits of using a nootropic could be and how we can Mm -hmm. help this declining old man, in my case, syndrome of cognitive decline. (laughs) Yeah, so let me just preface this with the fact that the brain and cognition and all of that sort of stuff in general remains fairly elusive. So your brain is extremely difficult to see. We are getting a lot better and there's a lot new, a lot of new technologies that are really coming along to help us like enhance our understanding of it. But in general, a lot of what happens in your brain does to a certain extent remain a little bit of a mystery, especially when you're getting at that level of sort of linking, I guess, biological processes. So this neurotransmitter is released and this neuron does this right. and that to how does that actually shape overall performance, right? Yep, yep. So I find it really interesting when you're talking about using mind game when you're performing physically, because personally, I've always been very, like, so fascinated with the concept of physical performance. And it does tie into performance in your other life or like the remaining part of your life. And that, why do you have one person who is able to perform over and over again and another person who just can't? Mm -hmm. And so I always relate it. I used to be a big hockey fan back in the day. So I relate it to hockey. Yeah. And so how come you have a first round draft pick who just tanks in the NHL? They're terrible. And then you have another guy who goes in like the third or fourth round who nobody thought was going to be a big deal, who becomes a a semi-star, right? Like when you look at those two people on par physically, they should be very similar, right? I mean, they obviously have physical aptitude. They obviously are exposed to training programs and all the rest of it. But to me, such a piece of, like such a piece of performance is 
that mental ability. And so I guess the working theory with mind gain and the working theory with a lot of our research is your brain requires nutrients, obviously, to perform all of these different functions. And there's a lot of really good literature out there on supplementing with very specific ingredients, putting a, a person under stress and then asking them to perform cognitive tasks. And when specific nutrients are provided, they continue to perform at a high level. I love where it. Where if those, yeah, if you aren't given those nutrients, they start to decline which is super, super cool. And so I guess it's all theoretical at this point. But like the working theory, that paper is not theoretical. That's a very, that's a published paper, peer reviewed, all the rest of it. But the theory that we're working with is that the vast majority of people right now, I would argue, are experiencing cognitive loads. So stressors yep. on their body that are far beyond anything that I guess our digestive system and our nutrient system evolved to handle. And then along with that, when you look at the way that we actually eat nowadays, there are some people out there who eat wonderfully and they do a very good job, but the vast majority of us just don't. And even if you manage to do a good job, like I think I eat pretty healthy, but I mean, I probably eat pretty healthy like 70% of the time. Right. Right. And so if you put someone in a situation where maybe they're eating mostly healthy 70% of the time and then the cognitive stressors on them are beyond what I guess we ever could have imagined. When you look at the advancement even of technology in the past 20, 30 years, right? When I was growing up, they didn't have the internet. <sighs> now you and I are chatting yeah. on a video chat, however many miles or kilometers away, I'm in Toronto, right? She's exactly. And so right now, as we're speaking, I, I can see your face. My brain is processing all of your facial reactions and micro reactions, but there is a very tiny leg. Yeah, right? What was that? <laughs> but there is a very tiny leg. And so that is very cognitively exhausting for someone. And that's why you'll often have, especially during the pandemic, people are doing a bunch of Zoom meetings. Yes. And then afterwards, they're just like, I'm gassed. Like they're just exhausted. And it's because our brains aren't designed to pick up micro expressions on a screen with a slight lag. Never even thought And so of it. our brains, yeah, so our brains are able to do it because they can compensate and it's phenomenal. Like the, how much your brain can kind of make up for things is absolutely insane, but it's taxing. It's tiring, that's right? amazing. And yeah, and so that's where like the theory of like a product like Mind Gain comes in because it's not to replace your diet. It's not like you're going to take this product and, and become ultra smart. It's just to give your body and your brain that boost so that you can keep going, <laughs> right? You can do all the Zoom meetings you need to do. And then at the end of the day, spend time with your kids and have gas left in the tank for them, right? Absolutely. I totally get that. And there's things that I know because obviously I spend time chatting with you and the team. And I understand mm -hmm. there's that cognitive response, but also into performance that, that plays a role in it. Even thermoregulation, that's part of it too, mm -hmm. right? And I know you guys are doing some studies and research and some future planned ones as well with that. I think it's exciting. Even though mind games is really cool. And folks, I'm going to have Allison back specifically to talk about mind gain on another episode in the future, but a little more back into the challenges of mind gain. What's one of the biggest challenges yes. you've had in the mind gain side of business? And, and Statera is the parent company, if you will, associated yes. sibling, or however you want to term that, but yeah. to mind gain folks. So I want to know like mind gains kind of the, the first foray from going from a full research company to publicly available product. What are some challenges yeah. you've had with mind game? Selling it. So <laughs> inherently, I mean, like we're mostly a science team, yeah. right? And so we come up with this product and it's great. And the, the neural pathways and like, guys, you should take this. Of course you should take yes. this. But most people don't really care about neural pathways. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Also, there's 
Yeah, I don't, I think it's the coolest, right? It makes who you are. Yeah, so we have, I think we've really struggled to create that message that people find interesting, right? And to connect with people. And then full disclosure, I mean, we're in an industry that does not have the best reputation. Right. And so it's really hard to get the message across that like we're a legitimate company. The product is based on research that we've done. It's Health Canada approved. We actually have claims that we can make based on our Health Canada approval. Yes. And so, I mean, it's a real product, but it's very hard to get that message across. So, yeah, that's been our single biggest hurdle is actually, yep. I mean, I joke all the time we could. I could just sit and develop products all day and do research. And I love that stuff. It's selling them. That's the real challenge. That's a totally different uh, science. And uh, unless you do a full, it's hard and you got to get the right person to be part of your team to do that, of course, and hammer it. I mean, if I could just say anything, folks, honestly, it's good. I'm not going to plug it. I'm not going to hammer it, but I'm just going to tell you that I use it and it makes a difference when I need it. So that's enough. Again, we'll talk about mind gain on a future episode where we talk just about mind gain. I want to know what's got you excited right now for business, life, science, supplements, whatever it is. What's got you excited right now? Oh my goodness. I feel like there's a whole bunch of things in completely different areas. So right now with MindGain, I'm super excited because we are running um, a double-blind placebo-controlled crossover trial. And so we're actually recruiting participants right now. So if anybody wants to participate, this is my plug. They can sign up. And so essentially what it is, we are recruiting hopefully over 100 participants. Everybody will be given, uh, they won't know what it is at the time, but they're going to be given a set of mind gain and a set of placebo. It's randomized. So you might get mind gain first, you might get placebo first. You won't know which one you have at the time. And then we're running a whole battery of cognitive tests. Wow. So that's going to tell us right now, we, we know that mind gain works, but within like cognition is a very broad umbrella. And we want to learn what part of cognition are we actually impacting? Because then if someone comes to us and they're like, hey, I have really terrible memory. And we know that mind gain doesn't help with memory. I can say like, this isn't the product for you, right? Because right. I don't want to sell a product to someone if it's not going to work for them. Right. And so we're looking at, we look at reasoning, we look at concentration, we look at focus, we do a number of memory tests. And so hopefully at the end, we will have some clear data. I know it's kind of a risk running this level of study, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So at the end, hopefully we'll know which cognitive domain or domains, it could be more than one, that mind gain is really impacting. Okay. So I'm super, super excited about that. So far, we've had really great interest from participants. So I have a lot of people signing up to do it, which is wonderful. Do they need to be in the um, Ottawa area? They don't. So we're, so this is the other thing that is so cool. The entire thing is run remotely. Wow. And so the cognitive testing platform, it's, it's little cognitive games. And so you get email links and you click on your links and you play your little games on your computer. We ship all of the product directly to you. And then we have email flows set up. So you get little reminder emails telling you what to do on which day and things like that. So it's a really well-designed study and we've had good interest good. in it. So yeah, just, I'm really excited about that because recruitment with research, recruitment is always the hardest part and our recruitment so far is, okay. keep our fingers crossed, is, is going well. Well, this will be out in so a few I'm, weeks officially, but hopefully we're still doing okay. that drive. And folks, if you need to, how do we find MindGain? How do we find you guys? How do we sign up for the study? Yes, yeah, so you can go to uh, mindgain.co. Okay. That's the website. And then there's a little pop-up saying if you're interested in our research. So get that on the homepage. You'll also get a pop-up if you click on, I think it's the, the research tab as well. Okay. So you can get to it that way. Good. I got another question for you, of course, is do you got a mm -hmm. charity or cause? Do you have any mission-driven type stuff that you guys are doing? 
So one of the things, and this is where we're really hoping, we aren't doing it right now, but we're really hoping down the line that our research is going to start to go towards cognitive performance with people who have had some kind of trauma and like physical trauma. So concussion, things like that. So right now, if there's a charity that I can plug that's really excellent is the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Mm. And so I know they are always running a whole bunch of different initiatives. So they're really working. They're really working a lot within like promoting awareness around concussion and return to sport and things like that. They tend to deal a lot with youth and helping um, youth understand the risks of concussions, right? Because a lot of kids are experiencing, especially like the high school sports, that type of thing. So they do a lot of work with that. So... Yeah, they're really great groups if you're looking for a charity to get involved with or learn a little bit more about. They have some excellent initiatives that are going on right now. Excellent. Just making those notes in there so I keep a reminder of myself to chat about it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to just say thank you so much for spending this time with me. I'm going to exercise my right to call you back to talk all about mind gain and to totally geek <laughs> out on the nootropics, the science and cellular regeneration, cellular cognitive responses, all the stuff that you're clearly amazing and passionate about, as well as where you see this going in the future. Allison, I love that you're an empowered entrepreneur. I love that you're willing to share with the empowered community and to just get the message out. So I will remind people, check out mindgain.co, mindgain.co. And uh, if you want to join the research, go ahead, check it out, get in there. But Allison, a really huge, massive, empowered thanks for spending time with me. Oh, thank you for having me. It was fun. Excellent. Can't wait to chat again. We'll chat soon and we'll have a good time. Just hang out with me as we close off. Hey folks, look, if you're looking for empowerment or empowered executive conversations, you might want to check out empoweredentrepreneur.ca or empoweredpodcast.ca and check out our peer groups. So if you're trying to 10X your business and grow 10X, look at that. We've got opportunities where we actually spend time with empowered entrepreneurs and executives. We put you in the mind gain group, plug in that one. Yeah. We put you in a group where you can actually share your mental thoughts and processes, your experience, your life, your business, and help each other do that in a group, a small, safe, environment of about 10 executives. We never have bigger groups than that, but we try and make sure that we help elevate each other and empower each other to do better. That is the empowered peer group. So check out empoweredentrepreneur.ca and we'll talk about peers. Have a free discovery call with me. And if you want to be on the podcast, empoweredpodcast.ca and apply to join me here, we'll have a discovery call absolutely free. We're not a plug system. We're here to help educate others and motivate them to be empowered for their life, their families, and their businesses. I'm Patrick McGuire with Empowered Podcast, where I have empowered conversations with great people like Allison, doing great things like Mind Gains to Terra and empowering others. Have yourself a great day. Thank you very much. Allison, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. Empowered. A Blue Mix podcast is hosted by Patrick McGuire and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. Empowered Podcast may be compensated by sponsors, products, or services in this show. For more empowered content, subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord.